I think when we hear this parable, most of us probably cringe. And we say, oh great, it's going to be a homily, that's going to be a lecture. Well, it's not. You know, we look at the parables, and what do they all do? Every one of these parables, first off, my personal thought is, when the guy said, here's, here's my talent back, I would, and he said, why didn't you go put it in the bank? I probably would have said, why didn't you put it there yourself? But, <laughs> but you know, think about that. But, you know, what do the parables lead us to? They, they, they open us, every one of the parables that Jesus tells, they all open us up to something good. They open us up to, to lead us into walking in faith and, and living in light and becoming uh, a servant, a true servant of the Father. You know, we heard in that second reading from Paul's letter to the first letter to the Thessalonians, he said, we don't walk in light. Or in darkness, we walk in light. We're children of the light, children of the day. You know, we don't walk in darkness. Paul says to us, it's like, you don't know that? All this time you've been with the Lord, all this time you've been worshiping, all this time you've been praising God, adoring God, blessing God, giving God thanks, great thanksgiving. Don't act like you've never heard it before. You're good. You've been chosen. You've been filled with light. We've been told that we're filled with light. We've We've been warned not to go back into the darkness. Go and sin no more, Jesus always says. We have personal experience, we've had personal revelation in our faith journey that we are chosen, that we are, that no matter how much God has given us, that he's equipped all of us to give back to him. Last week we were told, and we're sort of reminded again this week, we're told that we're, uh, one of our major uh, duties as Christian people is to stay awake, be alert, be on guard, not against the end times, not against the end of the world or the, the rapture or the coming again of, of God, but to be prepared for it by staying awake and recognizing the kingdom of God already among us. That whole idea of staying awake is repeated again to us this week. We don't know the day or the hour like a thief in the night. Sudden disaster comes upon us and we won't escape. But if we know the signs, if we know, if we're comfortable walking with the Lord, if we're pleased with the service we we render back to him for the many gifts that he's given us, we have no fear. We're not like the five foolish people in last week's gospel who forgot to bring enough oil to the wedding feast. But we've been given all that we need to come to this Eucharistic feast. We've been invited not to sit in darkness, not to get drowsy and fall asleep, but to really be awake, be prepared, and to walk with Christ into the living light of faith. Walking in the light of Christ gives us great responsibility. You know, God looks at us just like this person in the gospel did tonight. Here's, here's, look what you've done with what you have. I'm going to entrust you with even more. No question. This is what I'm going to do for you. Even more. 
equipped with this life until the coming of the Lord in glory. And yet we're so afraid to use our gifts. Why are we afraid to use our gifts to their fullest? Why do we want to just go bury them, hide them? We're just afraid to use them, and maybe because we might succeed. <laughs> maybe because God did choose the right person for the right thing at the right time. And it may be us. I was thinking the other day, when I was a little kid, probably eight, nine, my mother, growing up in the coal regions, thought that everybody should play the accordion. I didn't. But she got me this old accordion from someplace, and I just didn't like it. And it wasn't the fact that it was a musical instrument. I like to play musical things, but when you do this squeezy part and the air comes out, it stinks. <laughs> it was foul. It was old. It was old air. I didn't like it. And I went to take these accordion lessons, and I can always remember this, I'm off my script, but the, 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 I always remember this guy that taught me the accordion. He, he had me stand on a chair. It was a, on a third floor of a building, and, and he faced the window, and, and he said, just fall back. And I wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it today if he asked me. But, but I wouldn't do it. And, and, and I just stopped playing. I just didn't go anymore. I didn't want to play that anymore. Years later, let's fast forward this story. Um, when I was um, in, uh, back in, in the coal regions as a priest, this man comes up to me after Mass and says, you don't know me, do you? I said, no, I'm not know who you are. He said, fall backwards. <laughs> and I told him no. <laughs> but you, you know what he said to me? You would have been a great accordion player, but you didn't want to succeed. You didn't want to succeed. You had the gift, but you wouldn't use it. Maybe that's what we do with our gifts from God. We don't want to use them. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe our excuse that we don't want to use them is, I'm so busy. Look at all the work I have to do. Why would God ask me to do some more? Maybe we just have so much pride about who we are and where we've come, how far we've come in life. You know, I'm too holy for that. I'm above all that. Like the, the um, story of the people in the temple. I'm glad you didn't make me like those other people. I'm much better. I read a quote this week that I thought was really great. It said, it's, it, it's great talent to be able to conceal your talent. And at the same time, remember, hell is filled with talent, but heaven with the energetic. You know, what excuses? We're always using excuses. God didn't give us our gifts and our talents for single-purpose use. He didn't ask us to bury them or to hoard everything for ourselves. He gave us gifts and talents and strength so that we can use them for the betterment of others. We're called constantly. Today, our second collection today is going to be the Matthew 25 collection, which next week we'll hear in the gospel. When did we see you hungry and feed you? When did we see you thirsty and give you drink? Our talents are to make others better 
and our talents are used for the good of the Holy Church so that God's kingdom can be seen clearly by others. We have great gifts. Maybe we have great gifts of listening. Maybe we're just patient and we can use those gifts to bring harmony and peace to a very troubled world. Or to use them at home, or at school, work, or social events. We might have the gift of communication. We might be able to use that gift to, to teach others in book clubs and Bible studies and religious ed classes and whatever way we can preach that good news called priesthood. It's a matter of how we play the cards with which we've been dealt. Not to hide them. If we don't know what our talents are, what our strengths are, if we just ask someone else, they'll be very happy to tell us. They're usually very happy to tell us our weaknesses, so I'm sure we can come up with some strength. But talent as we see it, is given to us by God. So we should be thankful. Not conceited, because that's self-given. It causes us to be cautious. But to really this week take a look at, not at, at, at what we've done, but to see what, what God has called us to be doing. Because, as Paul says, we're not in the darkness. We're children of light, we're children of day. So we don't rest, but we stay alert, we stay awake, and we build the kingdom of God.